Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love Talk Radio.
someone else because of the Pisces element. We might be more empathetic, more empathic, more compassionate. And the Cancerian part of it is to make us more nurturing. So we actually really feel a great deal of caring energy. Venus is in Leo, and I think that that helps us to be able to demonstrate it. So right now, if we're capable of demonstrating our feelings for one another, that's a really positive thing, a positive take that we could get on the global energy pattern. Tonight, the moon's in Virgo. Uh, we ought to be able to see it right after the sun sets because it's finally separating away from the moon far enough that we're going to see that crescent moon setting right after the sun. That's a lovely sextile relationship between the sun in Cancer and the moon in Virgo. And, um, you know, I think that that's, that's very positive and very energetically good. We'll talk about how this planetary alignment may or may not affect the uh, the royal baby because we have Mercury retrograde for another few days. So will the baby choose the the retrograde Mercury? Um, Saturn and Scorpio not really making any any difficult waves right now. You know Saturn and Scorpio is hanging out there, being very positive. Trine it's involved in another grand trine, actually the final really big grand trine of uh, Jupiter and Saturn and Neptune, all roughly at around four or five degrees of the water signs Jupiter and Scorpio Saturn uh, sorry Jupiter and Cancer Saturn and Scorpio Neptune and Pisces those are the three water signs and these three large outer planets are setting up a triangle an equilateral triangle an equidistant triangle around the earth it's it's a very powerful alignment because it represents i think an expansion in our ability to care for one another and what i was talking about about the the you know the general alignment still within the small planets Interestingly, Mars is at 29 degrees Gemini, and it's going to be moving into Cancer within about the next day or so. Um, and um, that's a that's a uh, kind of a, a difficult energy for Mars because Mars is a masculine initiative, and since uh, Mars is actually exalted in Capricorn. Um, it's called the fall of Mars when it's in Cancer because that's the opposite sign that Mars initiative energy doesn't necessarily function that well when it's mixed with Cancer, which is very maternal and nurturing and caring. And yet, um, there's n no reason why Mars can't really be the final one of these planets that if we're all in Gemini now to finally move into Cancer and to move into the position of the Grand Trine within about another week with Saturn and Neptune. Uh, it, it's possibly going to be a little bit more difficult, but at the same time, it, it should be more positive than uh, a regular Mars in Cancer. We should still feel action to care. Um, Uranus and Pluto are still kind of in that tight tight square, separating still, but two degrees apart with Uranus moving direct and Pluto moving retrograde. They're separating away from each other. That will change as we go into the fall. And um, I think what we want to keep our eye on is uh, particularly when Mars goes into the T-square with Uranus and Pluto. But that's going to be for another show coming up because it's in more than a week away. And um, that's your Global Energy Minute. I'm Dr. Craig, and you're listening to the Inside Connection Radio. 
So um, tonight I wanted to uh, take a look at um, the uh, the chart of Kate Middleton and also where the planets are right now for um, <clears throat> for the birth of the baby. So we did find out today um, that um, she's keeping up with current events. I'm not necessarily a royal follower, but it is kind of fun, big news. And astrologers, I think they should anyway, I do, love the birth of the baby because, you know, it's a new chart. It's a new chart in the world, and it's a very exciting moment for an astrologer because we get an opportunity to see the the assets and the patterns and what that baby, the potential that they're going to be able to bring. Um, Kate Middleton's birth information is January the 9th, 1982. She's a Capricorn, and she was born in Reading, England. Now, her birth time is unknown, but um, I did something called chart rectification, and I did take a little time using uh, good old online encyclopedia and uh, looking at the different things that have happened to her in the last few years, including 2007 when she had a breakup with Prince William and then in 2011 when she married him. So looking at more difficult transits that happened in her relationship house at the time of that breakup and then looking at more positive things happening in her relationship house at the time of the wedding, I determined that her rising sign is cancer and that she was born roughly around 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Um, of course, that's uh, not having sat down with the Duchess myself, um, she uh, she has more events that have happened in her life, and perhaps I could get a more accurate rectification of her birth time. Um, if I were to talk to her directly, perhaps if I were to talk to her directly, I could actually get her birth time off of her birth certificate. Um, but I'm going to go with 3 p.m. because in many, many ways it fits um, the different things that are, are happening for her right now, including that Neptune is at her midheaven, which is a, um, a, a very lovely spiritual change for her reputation and the birth of the birth of this child is definitely going to represent a um not necessarily a withdrawal from her, uh, withdrawal from the public eye, but it's going to represent a time for her to deeply go inward and become even more compassionate than she already is as a person. So Cancer Rising with the moon in Cancer in the first house would make her self-identified as a mother. She also has moon's north node in Cancer, um, which says to me, well, okay, so she has a destiny to be a mother. With this chart, she has Mars, Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter in the fifth house, and it means that she will have more than one child, perhaps as many as four children. And with Jupiter in the in the um, in the fifth house, it indicates you know a, a, a larger number of children. Um, Mars, interestingly, being the first planet that we encounter there, does indicate that she's going to have a boy, which is why I titled the show. Uh, and a baby boy, because if I'm going to sit back from an astrological perspective and make a prediction about um, about the baby, I would say that there's a, a fine chance that she's going to actually have a male child um, because of that Mars in Capricorn, uh, Mars in, in Libra in the fifth house. I don't know why I said Capricorn. Mars in, um, Mars in the fifth house. 
So um, let's remember I rectified her chart based on um, difficulties that she had in her relationship and some other minor public um, public things that um, that that are common knowledge for her uh, to see if they kind of fit in with her chart. And I'm working with having Mars in the fifth house to make a prediction of having um, um, a baby boy. So we're, I'm I'm gonna gonna lay down with that and see what happens as as uh, the days progress. Uh, it would be nice if she had had an accurate birth time posted on the internet, but uh, not being able to have that, I decided to work with what I had. Um, and and it actually was really fun to take a look at her chart and to see what I felt was going on there. I rectified it to 3 p.m. not only because Neptune's at the midheaven, but because um, Jupiter will be entering her first house which would represent, I think, a, a strong change in her identity as a mother. So, you know, I mean, there are other rectification points that are possible. I could have put can, can, Jupiter going into her fifth house, would have, which would mean the birth of a child. But I feel like um, the um, – I feel like Jupiter going into the first house is very strong – and to be honest with you, in 2007, when she broke up with um, with William there for a short time, where they had a very public separation, um, there was a there was a strong square to the sun in her seventh house, and from Saturn, and being that uh, Saturn is the um, trying to look that up for a second yeah strong set strong saturnian conflict in saturn being the ruler of the seventh house uh it would play out that she would have difficulties at that time so she's been through an awful lot while she's been with william she's had her saturn return and i feel like one of the things about kate catherine is that um she probably has to keep her mouth shut a lot. She's probably not really playing as much of a Diana role as Diana played for Charles. She's probably a lot more of a, of a um, you know, a, more of a subdued person who, especially Capricorn, she's looking for that social status and she's looking for um, some of um, some of the energy that 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 she can get from being married to the prince and from having the the you know the royal children but i don't feel like her chart says to me that she has the same kind of of strong energy that um that diana um had diana was a um also a cancer so there was a bit of a different kind of energy for her but she had moon's north node in leo and I think Diana was just a little bit too much for the royal family. I think that she had Uranus in, in Leo, and she had the Moon's North Node in Leo, and um, Jupiter was her ruler, so she had Jupiter in Aquarius. I think Diana was just a, too much of a worldly person, too altruistic and too outspoken. And when you look at Kate Middleton's chart, you don't really see um, that 
that strongly outspoken energy that the the related you know she has even she has Saturn in the fifth house which is someone that has a difficulty being spontaneous at times and even though she she comes across with a lovely sense of you know fashion flair it's always she was talking they're always talking in the media about how she's got a really uh nouveau sense of fashion and that that's very interesting based on this chart she's got the moon in the first house which again is going to give her a desire to be seen but in a creative aspect through cancers can always maintaining the idea of the mother and that she's going to be a mother and i think she's about to finally become an enormous part of her destiny and and it's possible that we're going to see um, many more children down the line. So one of the things that I would do in in looking at the forecast for the the baby's birth is that I would you know my software is quite good and and I can um, uh, just put in London England and change the transits to zero degrees um, Greenwich Mean Time and come up with a transiting grid for July and let's say a little bit of August because remember I don't think she's probably not going to go that long since they say today was her due day but um, but uh, um, <clears throat> but it is only about uh, 10, 11 days maybe 12 days it's the 11th so it's, I'm thinking, how many days are we away from Leo? And the answer to that is that the sun will go into Leo on the 22nd. So only 11 days away. So it's, it's not unreasonable for a woman to go 11 days overdue. And obviously, if the baby wants to be a, a Leo, then, um, you know, he, I'm going to call him a he, is going to have to wait until... Uh, Monday the 22nd of July Now by the same token Mercury is retrograde And that's a very interesting thing For I guess a royal baby To choose Is, is a retrograde Mercury Where there's going to be a reinforcement Of a um, A very strong Nurturing energy Now regardless of the way I rectified Her chart She has um the moon in cancer which means she's very maternal this is the ruler of cancer is the moon and so she has the moon in its ruling sign um and um and and that's very powerful for her customarily we would say that a child is going to show some of the qualities of either the mother's sun or the mother's moon or the mother's rising sign so it's certain that um, this baby is going to have some strong planets in Cancer, and we we definitely know that um, because un unless uh, he's born before uh, Saturday, he's going to have Mars in Cancer. Now I would say that um, that he's going to wait until at least Mars goes into Cancer um, to. Um, to be born because when it when we're when we're in the place where it's like 29 degrees um there's a desire i think especially for this kind of a public figure to 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 make a leap to make the change into the next sign so i don't think we're going to see any um planets that are in uh, a very late transition and i would assume right there that we could see the birth happening after the 13th um july the 13th now um 
the the moons that are that are going to be happening are Virgo where it is right now, and then obviously Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn. Capricorn moon is of course always possible because. Um, his mother is a Capricorn But not necessarily guaranteed by any means No one necessarily ends up with You know, some sign that their mother had My my mom is a Cancer And, um, and I don't really have any of that in my chart But she has... Um, uh, moon in uh, Leo And I have some really strong placement For Leo in my chart And um, so you see Sometimes it's either the mother's sun or the moon Or the mother's rising sign That plays a role In my rectified chart I've given the baby the same rising sign As the moon Anyway looking at the month of July And knowing that on the 22nd It changes over There are a couple of very positive days There are a couple of very positive days So you look for days when there might be really positive delivery. And uh, one of those days is around the 18th and 19th. That's about another whole week from now. Um, The 15th looks like it could be an okay day also. That's a day when Saturn is sex, uh, sorry, Venus is sextile her Saturn. Um, This this indicates sort of a, a, a strong ability to deliver, a strong, like, energy. Also, of course, it would create, because the baby will have the aspect that's happening that day, then the baby's Venus would be sextile the mother Saturn, which is quite, a, quite nice as the mother being the teacher, the mother being the authority or the mentor. The mother would be able to speak directly to the baby's loving sense and, and nurturing. And so that's a possibility on the 15th but then on the 18th and 19th um, there's there's uh, Venus trining her Neptune and Venus sextiling her Pluto other really positive days for um, delivery now in my rectified chart in the rectified chart Jupiter will actually cross her ascendant on the 19th along with that Venus sextile and Mars also on the 20th. So there's a there's a strong bit of energy around the 18th, 19th, 20th. I know that's a whole week from now and it's just before the sun um goes into Leo. The interesting thing about that time is that um at the at those those later parts let's say like Saturday the 20th um, you're going to have also the uh, the moon in uh, in Capricorn, so that those are going to be interesting days to take a look at. The um, when you want to look at the full planetary you know alignment and where the planets are, you want to say, well, how will um, specific moons affect our chart? Well, the Libra moon which is actually fairly soon, is in her fifth house, and she has three planets in Libra. So there's a strong chance of of her having the Libra moon. Then, of course, the baby ends up with the retrograde Mercury. Not bad, but the Libra moon poses, of course, the difficulty of having it be a part of the uh, the square with Uranus and Pluto, which will certainly make a more emotionally volatile baby. Um, and then depending upon... Um, where uh, where 
that moon would be, it could be a square to the sun. And I feel that that's very unlikely because it seems to us that um, William and Kate actually are very connected to each other and very loving with each other. Normally you would not see a sun-moon square uh, happening in the chart of a baby if the parents were actually really um, in love and really getting along and that the baby was conceived in love and all of those things, which I'm going to make an assumption that the two of them are. Um, Venus is going to be in Leo, and it's going to, you know, basically stay there. I think that's that's an important thing for for you know a royal baby. It's interesting that it's that it's a very soft kind of chart, so it might speak about having a girl, um, you know. And Venus in Leo could very much be the sign of a little princess, but. Um, I still feel like um, because she has Mars in the fifth house that we're looking at um, more of a of a of a masculine entity coming in, even if it's a domestic, nurturing, um, sensitive, and compassionate child, which will make a lot of sense with Kate's moon in Cancer. Um, I'm gonna actually take a moment from here just to check my. Uh, chat room, which I haven't done in a while here, and check the... Okay, good. So I can keep chatting about this topic um, for a few more minutes and then um, probably going to sign off. Um, I find it interesting to um, to look at uh, someone's chart and try to make a future prediction. Obviously, you know, prediction is, um, is uh, not an easy thing to do, and uh, you have to basically use all of your intuitive talents and all of your scientific talent because you're really putting together a lot of math and astrology to try and come up with plausible scenario that could actually happen. You know, it, I, I find that when I said before that I feel after really becoming more familiar with her chart that this was somebody who knew how to uh, keep some of her stronger opinions to herself. You know, I, I feel like right now um, Pluto is um, squaring her Mars, um, which which could represent some kind of a difficult delivery, in fact, because Mars is that force of pushing. You know, you'd like to see a, a more well-aspected Mars. You'd like to see, uh, you know, a, a Mars that actually is... Um, has a more positive energy connected to it and um and she doesn't really have that right now and if she's and if she's waiting if the baby is waiting until the weekend then the baby's son will be square the mother's saturn which will also be you know not so easy for their relationship on the positive side it will be conjunct her moon but on the negative side it will be uh maybe a little more difficult for um Kate and and William to be able to keep that more emotionally subdued and staid uh, attitude that the Brits have with this particular emotional child regardless of whether it's a boy or a girl it's going to have some strong emotional reactions to the world around it. It's going to have one, two, three, four, five, six planets in water out of ten. And uh, the moon is still up for grabs because obviously we have the moon in Scorpio. Um, that's a very difficult moon for a child to have, so I'm also going to rule that one out, 
even though um, even though the Scorpio is also a part of her fifth house, it, to me, um, it just would seem a little unusual that the baby would have moon in Scorpio. I could see more the moon in Sagittarius, which is um, also on the 19th and 20th, and right around the time that Mercury goes direct. So a moon in Sagittarius would, would make some sense to me, because um, that would be more of that worldly and, um, you know, uh, spiritually heightened and philosophical and worldly child. I feel like if we're getting a baby that's going to be a role model moving into the future for what it chooses to be and what it chooses to do, it's obviously an ideal time for this couple to be having such a, um, a, a nurturing and compassionate baby. It's consistent. The baby's going to be born um, with the Grand Trine and Water that we speak about in the um, in the Global Energy Minute, that Grand Trine and Water continues through the rest of the month of July. So there's basically no way that um, that this baby won't have um, Jupiter and Cancer and Saturn and Scorpio and Neptune and Pisces, and it's that's lovely. It's it's um, it's somebody that's truly deeply connected and concerned with the well-being uh you know the the welfare of others and from a real maternal place a real place of caring and nurturing and concern so you know i can see many of these you know cancerian planets lining up in a in an 11th house position or something very strong and 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 lovely about the grand trine coming out in the 11th house um, because that represents that altruistic that I think is going to be coming down through their family line through, um, you know, Diana, who had Jupiter in uh, Aquarius, and um, Kate Middleton has her Venus conjunct Diana's Jupiter. So in that way of um, William seeing some part of his mother in Kate Middleton, it's through that altruistic and... Uh, concerned and you know the humanitarianism that comes with the sign of, of Aquarius in Kate's chart she actually has Mercury and um, and Venus conjunct so her ability I think to grow a bit older and 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 go in certainly go into her into more deeply into her 30s she's only just 31 so she's really quite young and as she becomes more empowered as as a, a maternal figure within that family, she's going to uh, blossom in many ways like Diana did, where she's going to choose um, uh, to take her her status and her notoriety and bring it to some place of, of altruistic and humanitarian concern. It it, it connects me with um, with. Uh, with you know having the baby now, now we really odd if the baby went all the way out to be a Leo with Moon and Aquarius. I think that that would be uh, kind of a long shot because it is Tuesday the twenty third. So we're talking about you know close to two weeks still, and um, God, the world will be in a fervor if that happens. <laughs> there will be a, a flurry of anxiety. I'm sure, especially in England, um, if if that were to happen. But I see the baby taking on the Venus in Leo, and since that changes over before then into Virgo, and I just can't imagine the baby taking on a Virgo Venus, uh, somehow it just doesn't seem um, 
um, uh, showy enough. It's not showy enough for a royal baby. So um, we're, especially a baby with all this cancer energy, if we were to put Virgo on, on top of it, I think that would be a little too, um, you know, hidden. And, and this baby's going to have to have some strong energy that's going to make it want to come out and sing. So maybe the Sagittarius moon, if not the Libra moon, if not the Libra moon, remember right now we're having the Virgo moon. We're right at the beginning of it. That just doesn't feel like it fits. Um, the Libra moon, I can see that being a strong possibility because, remember, the moon is going to be the reflection of the mother in the baby's eyes. So since we know the mother's chart and we know that the mother is maternal and very relationship-oriented, She's um, got three strong planets in Libra, so she's very relationship-oriented. It wouldn't surprise us if the baby was born with the Libra moon, which would, um, which would uh, say to the baby that she, 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 he, he sees his mother as relationship-oriented, and he gets his relationship-oriented uh, side from her. If we don't see it by, uh, by Tuesday... The uh, the 16th, I think we're definitely going to skip the Scorpio moon and go and do the Sagittarius moon. So I'm going to step out there and say um, uh, Libra moon seems seems most likely. Now I know that poses some some issues with um, with Kate's chart and the dynamics within the family, and also there's the possibility of creating uh, either a moon square, which I don't think will happen. But that's going to be more in the later part of the Libra moon. The earlier part is this Sunday, the 14th. So this Sunday, the 14th, the earlier part of the Libra moon, which would be moon conjunct Kate's Mars. And that could also be a very good sign of birth because when the moon does conjunct Kate's Mars, that's going to be an excellent time for her to deliver um, happening sometime uh, in the late night of Sunday or Monday the 15th, um, because my ephemeris here is in Greenwich Mean Time, which means that at midnight on the 15th it will be at 8 degrees. So in the early hours in the morning of Monday the 15th is also a really strong possibility for the birth of the baby. And again, we would have a baby that would be very nurturing, relationship-oriented, it would have its own sense of flair and style with Venus and Leo. It would be, again, reinforcing the, um, the that Mars and Cancer, which I feel certain that this baby is waiting for. Um, and, um, and it would have uh, Jupiter and Cancer conjunct Mars, which is a lovely, strong sign of a very... Um, um, expansive maternal energy, someone who has great abilities to care for tremendous numbers of people and, and, and bring that kind of love. So hopefully we're seeing that, hopefully we're seeing the, the, you know, the royal couple as a symbol of that, as a symbol of commitment and love. I think that the, the people do see them that way, whether it's the Americans or other people around the world. Certainly the European community is interested in, in English royalty, and a lot of Americans are too. But it's just been in the news a lot, and um, I really wanted to touch base um, with it and uh, and put out my thoughts and my ideas about um, the uh, the the birth of the uh, the new B 
baby in the royal family. So a new baby is going to be born. Many blessings, by the way, to um, Kate Middleton for a um, an easy and successful delivery, as we we would wish on anybody that was, um, you know, in the finishing up the eighth month of pregnancy and that uh, she would, um, um, you know, uh, have a easy and successful delivery. Awesome. I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and I will talk to you next Thursday. And uh, it's good to bring on the wonder. Bring on the wonder, Sarah McLaughlin. Have a good night. I'll talk to you next Thursday. Bye-bye. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.